All right, you all say good morning. So we are picking up now, Mir Sashem in Perak Yutes. Perak Yutes. So remember again, we're speaking about specifically the concept of the concept of COVID. The concept ultimately again of COVID. Remember, we're trying to become Hasidim, that's our goal. We're sort of speaking about the concept of COVID, of, of honor when it comes to the performance, I'm sorry, when it comes to the performance of mitzvos. The performance of mitzvos. Um, 110. 110, thank you. Good. One, one, Oh, no, no, I, I stopped early. I stopped early. Right, we're picking up Va'amru Od. Va'amru Od. Va'ulam? I have Va'amru Obisifri. Yeah, good. Va'amru Obisifri, I'm just going to see where I end. Say there, the comment of Aram. All right, perfect. Good. Good. So you just tell me where to stop. 365 in English. All right, good. So here we go. So so we'll say, where do we see this concept? Ultimately, page 111. Page 111. Again, I will say, I just, I just I stopped the paragraph early from brought again from the nicest, from the nicest parts of his carbon. Literally again, from the firstborn of his sheep, Kain himself brought ultimately from the psalas, from, from right the inferior parts of, of, of that which grew from the ground. What happened? What happened? Hashem turned to Hevel and to his carbon, but he did not pay any attention ultimately to Cain and his carbon. Now, we'll say, what's the incredible chiddush in that? The incredible chiddush in that, we'll say, is that, remember, whose idea was it to bring a carbon? It was Cain's idea. Right? Remember again, Hevel was just copying his older brother. That's, it wasn't Hevel's idea. Yet, amazingly enough, Hevel is the one who understood the concept of Hedder Mitzvah, who understood that if you're going to do something, do it right. Do it right. So it was interesting. It was Cain's idea. But I was like, just so you understand, what was Cain's logic? What was Cain's logic? Right? It's like to say, so what do you think? Cain was cheap? I was like, just so you understand, like, there are four human beings in the world. Right? There's plenty to go around. Right? In other words, there, there, there's no shortage of anything. Maybe there's sick, right? It's true that Cain had a both of twin sisters. Right? So the mice again, so there are six people in the world, six people in the world, there's plenty of stuff. So what, what do you mean Cain is cheap? Kain is not true. So what's the pshat? What's the pshat? Kain said to himself, God doesn't, it's not for God. God doesn't need this. So again, I want to show that I'm being makya. I'm recognizing the Bariola, Makash Baruchu. So Kain figures, Shem doesn't need the nicest stuff. Hevel understands, you're right, God doesn't need it, but I need it. Because by giving the nicest, that's how I show ultimately that what? That this is something that is incredibly important to me. That this is something that is meaningful. The Omer, So literally, literally translated over here that if a person goes ahead and tries to offer a blemished animal to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, what are you doing? Kimelech Gadol, Hakadosh Baruch Hu is a great king. I will say there are many things we have in Allah that literally missiles should not be treated in a, in a degraded or depreciated fashion. Whoever literally again goes ahead and holds a Sefer Torah without a covering, is buried unclothed. 
Shabbos say, the idea over here is that this is actually something a little bit different. This is talking about over here a person who touches the Sefer Torah without the cover. So a person who touches the Sefer Torah without the cover ultimately, again, is buried unclothed as well. But if Gemara says unclothed from that, what's the idea? That here I'm learning Torah, whatever it is I'm doing. But if I treat the Torah, the scroll itself, in a degraded fashion, then although I'm doing the mitzvah, the mitzvah becomes absolutely meaningless. Or in other words, in life, it's not just what you do, but it's how you do it that matters. And that's the whole idea of covet when it comes to mitzvahs. It's not just about doing the mitzvah. It's about how I do the mitzvah that really, that, that really broadcasts where I am, where I'm holding, and what the nature of my relationship with Hashem is. He goes on to say that I lost Bikurim. One of the paradigmatic examples of this, of Hindu Mitzvah, is Bikurim. Is Bikurim, the bringing of the first Shabbos. It's one of the most beautiful Mishnahis in Bikurim. The Mishnah of here, Perak Gimel, Mishnah Gimel, is Bikurim, is describing, is describing how the Bikurim procession would take place in Yerushalayim itself. What would they do? The kind of Mitzvah they would have an ox, right? An ox walking in front of the procession, and the ox's horns were covered in gold ribbons. And literally, again, a, uh, a crown of, of olive branches on its head. The rich people would bring their, would bring their bikurim in gold baskets. And ultimately, the poor in baskets of reeds. But I will say, but the idea is everyone did something beautiful. Everyone found the way to beautify the mitzvah in accordance with their financial station. Ocham shalosh midos bikurim. There are three different ways of bringing bikurim. Bikurim tosefes bikurim. The eater bikurim. Ultimately, I will say there was the core obligation of bikurim. Tosefes bikurim means you added on. You added on. I will say, remember again, you added on other fruit. In other words, bikurim are one of those things that doesn't really have much of a shear. So you added on additional fruits. And Iter Bikurim, Bikurim, ultimately, again, it's very actually beautiful, is in the baskets of Bikurim, they used to surround the Bikurim with other fruit as well. Remember again, Bikurim only comes from Shiva Samin, from the seven species of Eretz Yisrael. What they would do is when they would bring up their Bikurim in the baskets, they would line the baskets with other types of fruit to make it look beautiful as well. Hari Lano explicitly how important Hidra Mitzvah is how we're supposed to add on to the core obligation in order to beautify the mitzvah. From here, we'll say from Bikurim. And these other examples, we learn that to apply this concept of Hidr to all mitzvahs in the Torah. Va'amru, Rava Rami Puzmiki, Umatsi, it's very beautiful. Rava used to put on, used to put on special slippers in order to daven. Va'amar, Hikon Likras Elokecha Yisrael. He would say, prepare yourself to meet your God, Klal Yisrael. So we'll say, by the way, this comes the concept, and it's very important, of dressing a certain way when we daven. We'll say, so it's interesting, what's the Hidr Mitzvah by Tefillah? The Hidr Mitzvah by Tefillah is being dressed for the occasion. All right, what, again, a lot of this is societally driven. But I will say, but you have to think to yourself, like, a person shouldn't come dressed for davening any less than you would come dressed to go to a work meeting. That's it. Whatever. So whatever you were to work, I don't know. Maybe you're a business casual, or I don't know. Maybe people today looks like are very casual in general. You know, you're even for business meetings. Okay, but how, however you would go, right? However you would go to a meeting, 
right? With, with your, with your, with, for, for customers, or that's how you should come, dress the shul. That, that's, that's the Hidra mitzvah when it comes to tefillah. Otherwise, you're going to say, what am I doing? What am I doing? Otherwise, it's dressed down for God. But unlike, but unlike the workplace, which may have casual Fridays, right? For tefillah, it's casual every day. And once you understand what that does is, so I'm not giving tefillah, what's the, then I'm lacking hitter. Is the tefillah good? Is the tefillah good? Tefillah? Of course, of course. But Lamaisa, the hitter mitzvah by tefillah, ultimately is, I'm dressing for the occasion. I don't have to wear my suit, I don't have to wear a jacket and knife, but I'm saying like, some way, some way that shows that Lamaisa, I am prepared for this, for this occasion. Amr Rabbi saying, this is the bracha. Remember again, a story with Yaakov and Esav, where Yaakov goes in to take the brachas. So what does Rivka do? She dresses Yaakov, she dresses Yaakov in Esav's, big day, big day Esav, the nice clothing of Esav. Malchus. I will say, wow. Do you know what the nice clothing of Esau was reserved for? It was reserved for when he went to take care of his father. That's when he would put on his Shabbos clothing. Shabbos, he wasn't wearing Shabbos clothing, right? Esau's Shabbos clothing, ultimately, again, was for where he went ahead and took care of his father. It's incredible. V'hinei, im came the I will say, if Esau, if Esau got dressed appropriately in order to take care of his father, how I have to come dressed when ultimately again I come to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I have to wear appropriate clothing and sit before my king or sit before HaKadosh Baruch Hu like one would sit before a great king. Say, by the way, what a powerful Moser. What a powerful Moser. If Esau got dressed up to serve his mortal father, then I will say how much we have to make sure that we are dressed appropriately. Again, whatever appropriate means. Right? We are dressed appropriately, but we know, each of us knows for ourselves what's appropriately. Right? We have to be dressed appropriately in order to come before our Kaddish Baruch Hu as well. Is that it? One more, one more. Good. Was listen to this. Included in this is covered Shabbos and Yom Tov, displaying proper honor to Shabbos and Yom Tov. Shekhal ha-marbe v'chabdom v'aday osa nachas rach liyosrov. It will say because whoever honors the Shabbos appropriately gives incredible nachos to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Shekin tzivanu v'chibadito. The Pasuk says you shall honor the Shabbos. V'chibad shekvaris ha-meslanu shekibudah mitzvah. Now that we know that honoring the Shabbos is a mitzvah, hine mine ha-kibod rabim heim. There are many different types of keyboard, many different types of honor. Achaklalu shekal meises shebal nira chashivos l'shabis tzrichim anulaso. So I will say, but rather, what do we see? That halacha lemaisa, any type of honor that we could give to Shabbos, ultimately we're obligated to do so. Now I will say, we're going to stop over here for today, but lemaisa, again, we're going to see that honor we give to Shabbos is not an honor to Shabbos. I mean, it is an honor to Shabbos. But ultimately, who am I really honoring? Who am I really honoring? He who gave me Shabbos, Ali HaKadosh Baruch So I will say, what's really nice about this now is we understand what the Anchal did over here, something he doesn't do in every single piece, which is, he gave us a concept. The concept, the concept is to become a chassid, to become a chassid. Remember again, this is in the second part of chassidus, of Ofen Ha'asiyah, the manner in which we perform mitzvahs. And now we're discussing that it's important to perform mitzvahs with a sense of covenant, a sense of honor. 
how does one perform mitzvahs with a sense of honor? So now one way we're looking at is hidr mitzvah, beautification of the mitzvah itself. And understand when I beautify the mitzvah in that way, ultimately I'm giving additional covet to HaKadosh Baruch So in tomorrow we'll pick up with the sugya of covet Shabbos.